You'll like the All Blacks with Hellspan Elite Ultimate Whey Protein, 750 grams from Chemist Warehouse, now $49.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Sophia Cannon, the qualifier, remember. She's beaten the seventh seed, Coco Goff. She's been through it in the last few years. Injury, COVID, split from dad, back with dad. And back with a vengeance. Just hate it, you know. Um, you know, you go to school and you're going, you know, you want to have a punch on with the boys that are going for Queensland. So, um, yeah, you just, yeah, I, I hate those that still do. Super rugby has to find a way to be more competitive and more demanding on the players. So we get games like we got. As I mentioned before, you know, the Brumbies Chiefs semi-final and the final itself, two fantastic games of footy. Now, if we could get those every week, or similar standards to those every week, then people would flock to it. Good morning, Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ. It's just after six o'clock. You got the team in the studio. You got Kez running the kitchen. Oh, I hope you're enjoying that little start there, a little snippet into what's coming up on the show. A little bit of Steve Hansen there. We're going to be talking Wimbledon, Origin. The Warriors team has been named. New Zealand football finally announcing their new coach. But it's a big good morning to you up there in Auckland. Kempi, Sammy Hewitt, are you too okay? <laughs> yeah, mate, we got our punch on early on. We got our punch yeah, got on early on. Yeah, yeah, New South Wales, Queensland. Sammy's uh, obviously thinks he's, a, thinks he's a bit of a Bradman best, the best <laughs> ever. Um, but, uh, mate, no, nah, good back to be, be back down here. Daggy back in the uh, back in the show with uh, one Sammy Hewitt, and he's got um he's got an ankle bracelet on, so it's a it's a one meter distance at all times. <laughs> is he when he's in the studio? Been... Otherwise, he gets tasered. <laughs> oh yeah, you would too. How you been, brother? It's uh it's actually not not too bad down here today. It's nice and uh, nice and warm this morning. Got out and about a little bit a little bit of rain. I will tell you what, over over one hundred percent over the rain, but. Um, man, there's just so much going on in sport at the moment. That chat from Bradman Best yesterday about getting getting our punch on um, with New <laughs> South Wales Queensland. Mate, I'll tell you what, Freddie needs to get his punch on. He needs to he needs to hurry up and get his punch on because we're talking about it this morning out here. I think sis, uh, the system in the New South Wales organisation is broken. Um, mm. If you look at what Queensland have been doing for a number of years, I can take it back to. 
2010 when Mel Meninga, I got a phone call from, a, um, a, I think it's Darren um, Bedell from Brisbane. He writes for the Courier Mail. And he gave me a call, and he was right behind New Zealand's plight internationally to try and get the Kiwis back up and running because we were losing so many players to origin. And he gives me a call, and he says, hey, Kempe, uh, I've just got a phone call, mate, out of North Queensland. Mal Meninga met with Jason Tomalolo last night um, up, in que- uh, up in North Queensland to get him to play origin for Queens- Queensland. And, of course, I picked Jason Tomalolo at the time in the junior Kiwis. So I was straight on the plane, went to the CEO, the boss, and I said, mate, got to go up to North Queensland. Jumped on a plane. I, I flew straight in into North Queensland, met with his parents and convinced them to come back and play for New Zealand. And as you know, he played for New Zealand. Then he went back to Tonga. And just as recently as this year, they've seen whether or not Jason Tomalolo can come back and play for Queensland. But the point I'm making is in 2010, they had understood the significance of the Pacifica um, and what they were doing to origin and Meninga especially um, after Wayne Bennett's creation of that academy up there had built that uh, that significant understanding of that and I just think New South Wales at the moment they're stuck in mm. a time warp mate they are absolutely stuck in a time warp and I think a systematic problem that they've got over there just to not just with not understanding the Pacifica, but also not understanding how how to work that academy system that Queensland have put in place. I can see it. I know, don't care what Bradman Best is saying, but I can see Queensland winning this for another 10 years. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree, Kempe. Uh, Cam Smith has, has come out already. He's obviously part of the Queensland. He couldn't understand uh, Freddie's selections that he's uh, put to to State of Origin 3. Back home in New South Wales, a lot of changes. Uh, I guess they've got to try something, Sammy. Um, what they're doing at the moment is not working. Really, you know, ringing the changes. Is that the right way to go about it? Is that the right way for Freddie to, to save his job? If Freddie is able to find a way to win this series, is his job safe? Uh, well, he's clutching at straws. He, he should have made the changes in Game 2. Me and Kempe, we, we, we talked about that a lot uh, ahead of Game 2, and um, there were some pretty easy changes to make. Like, I just think there was too much... I mean, he picks on form Freddie. I mean, you have Bradman Best, who's played one good game this year, scoring a hat-trick against the Bulldogs, and they put 66 points on, so he throws him in the team. Um, and it was a similar... Um, it felt like a similar decision... Um, the before game two where it was uh, who was it that had the good game on the well I guess even Turbo these guys that were under pressure had had one good game mm. the weekend before and he even said that influenced me picking them for the team that weekend just that one game on the weekend and you need to sort of just park loyalty for a second because every man and his dog knows that James Tedesco is not playing his best rugby league at the moment mm. doesn't, doesn't make sense eh? so you're saying you've got, I'm, pick, I'm leaving it right to the last minute and I'm picking players on form, yeah. and then you've left James Tedesco on the side. Doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, and 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 he's just he has left it too late. It's game three. His job was on the line on game two. It, it's it's done. He, it doesn't matter if he wins or loses this one, Kempi. I think he's gone. Yeah. Um. So his job was on the line in game two. Why he didn't try and try and do something differently there, uh, we'll never know. But uh, I'm with you. It's funny. Like three or four years ago, when New South Wales, when the sides came out, you looked at it and you went. Oh my God! The New South Wales team is stacked to the rafters, right? When you saw Payne Haas, when you saw Damian Cook, when you saw Tedesco, when you saw Cleary, you thought this is unreal. Mm. And then you saw Queensland, and you were like, "Who the hell is you know?" Um, Mate, yeah, love. Where the Ruben? Who's this Ruben? Yeah, Cotter? Ruben, who the hell's Ruben Cotter? And you know, <laughs> who are these other guys here? That you know, the Ford Pack's going to get absolutely walked over. Tommy Flegler, what the hell? But now. 
when I look, when I see the two teams, I'm in Kempe's camp. I'm like, Queensland's going to win this for the next five years. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a real tough situation for Freddie. I watched him do a, a Channel Nine interview. They they ramped it up on social, saying you know he's had a crack at them in and around the, the non-selection of Nico Hines, which isn't the case. He's just said the you know, Nico Hines unfortunately plays on the other side of the football field, the right, which is the side that Moses plays on. And of course, as we know, Cody Walker just runs a clinic down that left edge, um, and it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances, but. Just looking at him and seeing the amount of pressure that he's under, is he? It's it's that coaching, that coaching thing that you you get to mm. in your career. You know, he's he's been under that pressure before too. Don't get me wrong with Sydney City, so you got to remember that he coached Sydney City there and uh, has been in that back end of of uh, of a situation where he's not going too well. So he's had a bit of experience there. Uh, don't I just don't see them even with the side that they've selected getting over this Queensland team that's just so stable. Yeah, I can understand Cody Walker's inclusion. Um, he's been going great guns for the Rabbitohs, and particularly on the weekend in, in dire conditions, really led that team and showed the Warriors how to play with, with a footy. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, the other selections. like Is Bradman best, the best centre available no, for no. them in selection? You know, like that, that's the thing. He's come out of absolutely nowhere. Seen a lot of potential there over the last couple of years in the centres for Newcastle, but reality is, is he the best of... Best option for them to potentially win this game? Well, you got to, you got to look, for me, you've got to look at the competition. So, mm. you know, Sammy, Sammy's already said it. They play um, the Bulldogs and they got 66 points. It's like the Cowboys against West Tigers and you throw in the West Tigers centre, uh, the Cowboys centre, and you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think if you look at the competition, Cronulla have two very good centres and Ramey and, and uh, Talakai. And mm. then if you look at Brisbane, they have two very good centres. And Farnsworth and and well, I would and Stags. I would argue that Farnsworth and Stags are, are up there as the best centre. Pe- I, I would say they're almost the best centre pairing in the competition, along with Campbell Graham and, and Isaiah. That's why, and that's why. And of course, you got um, Targo as well from Penrith. So Correct. You've yeah. got five centres there that Bradman Best has stepped over, and he's in the system because he's been a junior New South Wales player. But at this stage, like, is it the best thing? Like, if you're going to go down that, this is this is the point that Cam Smith's making. If you're going to go down that path, then use players like Nico Hines, use your future players. Like Tedesco's got to come out. You've got to put Dylan Edwards at the back. You know what I mean? You've got to leave Payne Haas in there. You've got to build your. Com- See, the problem that they got is that this is game three of a of an Origin series. And you're talking combinations. Queensland have dealt to them in the last two and they get them on the third one when everything is nice and crisp. And then they've got to work. I've got a week to work this combination out. I've got my life me, I can't see And you've got to remember as well, Billy Slater's had ca- made the bold decision not to have Caelan Ponga in the team, which everyone you know scratched their heads at initially. Um, and and Caelan's been playing great football since he's come back, Kempi, in the last three or four games. He's been fantastic for the Knights. He, he's the kind of player that Freddie probably would have picked based on form. But here's Billy Slater sticking to his guns and saying, we've, we've parked Caelan for this year. And it, it works for them. Free would have picked them. If he yeah, was New, if he New South Wales, Caelan Ponga would have picked them, put him yeah. in a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of his situation? Turning down the opportunity to potentially come back after being missed. Is it a bit more of a stuff you kind of situation from Caelan Ponga? Or has he made the right decision for his body and his mind? Oh, look, I think he made that call early on. I did, you know, And I mm-hmm. think Billy Slater's, mate, he's astute. You know, so he's gone. You can imagine the conversation. It's your Cam Smith and I'm Billy Slater, and we've gone, mate, we've got this Reese Walsh, and we've got this Caelan Ponga, and Caelan Ponga's had four HIAs already this year. What do we do? 
you know, and there he's is, you know, arguably the best fullback that's ever played for Queensland and your captain. And they would have made a decision and said, mate, well, we don't want to lose lose an HIA. We lose a bench player. It, it stuffs up our interchange. You know, let's go with Reese Walsh and give him a crack. And I wouldn't be surprised if Billy, as astute as he is, along with Cam Smith, would have talked with Kalen on a personal level and just been like, mate, you just need you just need to have a season under your belt with your club. Yeah. Forget about representative. Forget about kangaroos. Forget about New, uh, uh, Queensland. Just have a season for the nights where you try and get through without a major injury and let's... You know, get your head in the right space, because um, you know they're, that's, they're those sorts of people. Billy Slater and Cam Smith can be. You know, they. I feel like they are the one of the best. Oh, of course, they the would, best they would have spoken. And, 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 and Origin is man managing more than anything. You yeah. know, it's not so much coaching; it's man managing, and I think they do it a lot better than New South. Well, that's what that's what I was saying about the system. I think the system's broke. I don't know where they go to. Like people say, "Well, who's the next coach?" Like you've got a thousand coaches in, in there that can coach them, but I don't know who they're going to go to because mm. I don't think a coach at the moment wants to pick up the New South Wales job because the system's not right. So, you know, you'd be, you'd be oh, I don't know, thinking or considering the possibility of, of coming into a system that's not going to work for you anyway. So I don't think they get a Bellamy. I don't think they get a Ricky Stewart. You know, if it's someone, it's a transitional coach, possibly a full Gould. Possibly a former um, Newcastle Knights um, half in Kiwi International. <laughs> oh! I was just thinking. Who's, I was just thinking. Tony Kemp. <laughs> cut it out. I was just thinking. Who's the Queenslander? Because my head's going. I'm going. Who would you go and get from Queensland to come over? Like, who is that guy that just doesn't care and t- comes in and teaches New South Wales all that sort of stuff? Um, no one would. No one be. would. No, no, way, no, way. Queen, no, no way, way. a Queenslander would go. <laughs> New South Wales probably would go country. to Queensland, but not the other way. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance of that. Coaching. Speaking of coaches, lads, we've got. Steve Henson coming up after 8 o'clock. Looking forward to playing that out for you. Uh, plenty going on with uh, World Rugby, obviously the expansion of the Nations Cup. We've got Simon Cambers talking Wimbledon as well, Sammy. Yeah, boys, lots of... Uh Lots of, I want to say lots of upsets, but a couple of massive results out of Wimbledon, which you always expect in the first couple of rounds. There's been a lot of rain about, mm. so lots of games got delayed yesterday, particularly in the men's side. Um, I was just looking through it today. Uh, Philippe Agour-Alissime, uh, the uh, Canadian who was uh, the 11th seed, got knocked out by an unseeded American, Michael Mmo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he lost in four sets and a couple of tie breaks in there as well. So that's probably the biggest result on the men's side. Uh, you, you know Nick Kyrgios pulled out late as well, so he's not going to mm. feature there. Uh, and then on the women's side, the big one is Coco Goff, uh, who went down, I think she was the seventh seed, and she's gone down to um, an unseeded qualifier, which is uh, which is unbelievable as well. Oh, wow. uh, Kieran, or Kieran, I think her name was Kieran, the, the female player, not Kieran out in the kitchen here, but Kieran, a female um, American player. So, uh, lots going on. And uh, look, I we had the um, the Wimbledon groundskeeper on uh, last week, and uh, you know how obsessed I am with lawns and grass, Kempi. It's uh, if if the tennis isn't keeping me entertained, it's the beautiful stripes of the Wimbledon oh, lawn. That looks good. That looks good. It's so good. It is so good. And you got a roller, have you? Have you, you got, got a roller? roller? I made my own roller, mate. You know, I put... I, <laughs> have I, you? Yeah. I, I, I did not. I've got my push, I've got my, um, you know, my push mower and I uh, went to Bunnings and I grabbed some PVC pipe, put some um, sand and cement in it, kept it on either end and I dr- drilled some holes into the back of the mower and attached it to that and there's hey, my striper. Hey, Izzy, you know that was his nickname. Wow. At, at intermediate roller. Because players used to just roll over the top of them. <laughs> no, they, they actually, do you know that? Funnily enough, if you want to talk nicknames, they actually call me the eel. 
Because I used to just slip Ooh. through. I used to, I was quite small, and I just no one could sort of get a hand on me. I just slipped Eel. underneath them. Eel. Slipped underneath. <laughs> but uh, but you know, the work that go the work that goes in. You boys can appreciate it. Um, the work that goes oh. into keeping those grounds maintained. Like they get mowed every morning. They get tested constantly, like for moisture mm. and pH level and. I all saw that this sort of bouncer. It's... Did you see the bouncerator? They call it. So they hold this. They got this thing. Yeah. They got hold it, they hold it above their head. It's got a ball in it, mm. and he pulls a little button, and it drops a ball, and the ball bounces, and they catch it, and then the, and then measures the bounce in the grass. It's like it's insane. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the, the work that goes into it and uh, and how good it still looks at the end of the, the two weeks. I mean, the baseline gets a bit of a hammering, but everything else is phenomenal. And Sammy, are you quite particular on your lawn? Like, are you yeah. really? Lawn porn through and through. Mate, love yeah. it. Love seeing it. What you're doing. Like the preparation goes involved. Are you real hard out? You don't want people to walk on it? Yeah. I, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell, <laughs> so I'll where t- does your dog go? No, no, hold on. He has a special area. That's, that he, this is, I'm going to tell <laughs> Are a story. you kidding me? I'm going to tell a story that is going to, it's going to open up a can of worms, particularly for Tony Kemp. In fact, I'd like for him Come to on. remove his headphones. I still get flack from my mates. So um, we had uh, Charlie's first birthday party and uh, the, the lawn was all getting built up to this sort of big party for everyone. And um, I found a product online um, called Lawn Pigment. And you basically mix it in with water and it's spray painting your lawn to give it an extra green look. <laughs> oh, yes. I've done that. <laughs> yeah, so there I've you go. <laughs> the, fla- the flack I got from the boys for painting my lawn, literally painting my lawn. The problem was, though, I, I, I read the label. It said, you know, do it. It's dry within sort of 12, 24 hours. You can walk on it. I did it two days out, 48 hours. Everyone comes to the party. Everyone's having a great time. As everyone's about to leave, they walk off the lawn they all look at their shoes and the bottom of everyone's shoes is just like painted green because it obviously had just worn off. So uh, that's the extent of my, uh, that's, that's how hard out I am about the lawn um, as I did used to sort of get. So the, you've um, got a special area for your dog to, to go. Yeah. He wasn't allowed on the lawn. Oh, full disclosure, the lawn got. Um, He's got socks too. The, the lawn, the lawn died <laughs> off uh, with the flood. With the flood that we yeah, had up in okay. Auckland, so it got absolutely hammered there, and I I wasn't able to mow it, and and um, bits of it got completely washed away. So it is it's in renovation mode, uh, but yeah, the dog. <laughs> Do you call it? Uh, I I would have I would have caught it probably um, before the rain. But uh, Do you yeah. peel it? Nah, but I'll get down with I'll get down with the scissors and the hair clippers just to <laughs> get, get any strays. <laughs> I can't wait to come out there. I'm with you, I can't Sammy. wait to come out there and kick some goals. The I thing am, is, is he like, won't. You know, back in the old day when there's no tea, I'm got a few the talents sand. in there. Well, the, 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 is he once you start, man? Once you start, you can't stop. And then, um, uh. and you know that if you leave it and you let it die, all that work was for nothing. So you just can't. You just you just have uh, to I've left it. I've left my lawn. It started with a hiss and a roar, oh. fertilizer, uh, spray, um, growth regulator, everything. Everything, and then the my right dollars well. come along. Growth regulator. Got the right on? You got the right on as growth well. <laughs> it grows too fast sometimes, Kemp. You can't afford to mow it every day. Oh. But uh, so, yeah, look, and then my dog came along. Um, uh, and I've got a female dog, and you can imagine the brown spots around the entire section, so yeah. that's why I got the green paint. I used to paint these <laughs> green little parts <laughs> to get rid of these brown patches. Jeepers. Jeepers. You go good at Wimbledon. Yeah, I reckon I'll do, do a good enough job. So here we go. Uh, can't wait question of the day for you, boys. I'm going to put it around Wimbledon. Um, Roger Federer came out as well, uh, got the standing ovation from the crowd. 
Um, so we're going to have to put another shortlist together. I'll get a couple from you boys after the break, and uh, you can text her on double eight double three. I want the most iconic player to uh, venue or competition sort of relationship. So like when I think of Wimbledon, I think of Roger Federer. Right? Mm. That's exactly what I think of. Kimby, when you think of State of Origin, who's the one player you think of? Oh, Mel Meninga. There you go. Is he? Rugby World Cup, who do you think of? Mm, Michael Jones. Ooh, that's a good one. Nice. I was going to mm. say John Kerwin, that try against Italy mm, when I yeah. think Rugby World Cup. Michael so there, Jones, so there probably. You go. Let's build a short list and we'll put it up on our uh, on, the, on the polls as well. Can't wait, question of the day. The most uh, iconic uh, athlete to sport uh, duo. Uh, for competitions, and we'll uh, we'll revisit that one a bit later on in the show. Beautiful, love it, absolutely love that. Send your messages through double eight double three. Can't wait. Question of the day: Iconic sports and venues. First names that spring to mind. I've got a couple springing to my mind. I love my golf, so there's no doubt you know where I'm going with that situation. But keep those messages coming through. It is. Uh, Wednesday, and it's just after 6 o'clock. We've got a big show ahead, so stay tuned. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. For year-round allergies and hay fever, try to Mr. Nasal Spray from Chemist Warehouse, only $34.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Hey, baby. I think I want to marry you. Hey, you married couple. Yeah. How are you, married couple, eh? I'm just going to say, just watch it's Sammy. through the camera. <laughs> it's Sammy. <laughs> oh, would you like to marry him, Sammy? Um, <laughs> deep breath. Hold on. Um, what do I? What do I? Do I? Um, do I get like half of? Do I get a share in the house or the ute or you something? You get kitty kitty, mate. Oh, Kitty, yeah, I'll kitty, take that. Kitty. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll get Kitty Kitty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, can I'll cook. I'll have that one for the weekend, and uh, you can have it during the weekdays. Actually, I've seen you cook. You cook. You cook dwarf pizzas, don't you? Like little ones. Well, twelve-inch pizzas, homemade pizzas. Yeah, yeah. little ones. Yeah. Well, the big, with the big. Can you cook a big pizza, you're just, mate? You, you're just jealous. You weren't here that day, right? You saw the photos. You got jealous. Everyone had a great time. We crowded around the pizza oven. Um, have you have you used is an uni before? Oven? Have you used an uni before? Is he general an uni is? No, what uni. the hell's that? So I got an uni oven. It's a um, they're like a, it's like a portable pizza oven, right? You load it up with wood chips, um, and oh, yeah. it gets up to five hundred degrees within about ten minutes. And you throw a pizza in there, it cooks within thirty seconds, um, and it's a great social thing. You just sort of put it out on the deck. Everyone's sitting around. You just sort of make a pizza, throw it in, pull it out. Everyone has a feed, and it's a great time. But uh, Kempi doesn't like it when he's not there, so he'll uh, he'll bag it um, and say, you know. <laughs> Find any sort of way to, to bring it down, but it's a great time. Oh, totally. I never said that. Oh, did I say that? I said you like cooking little pizzas. Well, the implication was there, wasn't it? <laughs> well, speaking of people I'll tell you and what, venues, is this is this is the extent of it. We're sitting here during the air break. This is Tony Kemp to an absolute T. We're sitting here in an air break. There's a replay of the Melbourne Storm Penrith Panthers on the screen, and Kempy spends the whole air break complaining about the bunker on a game that happened five days ago. TMO, mate. Oh, I'm telling you, how many? There's not the bunker uh, and I've got to say this I, don't, I reckon it's got a short shelf life they're gone they, actually you'd be great in the bunker because you can talk mm. 
it'd be like two minutes. Let's look at that. You've said this minutes. many times, but then you also criticised my eyesight. So <laughs> that's why you've been in the bunker. <laughs> well, speaking of TMOs and bunkers, Steve Hansen touches on that in his interview after eight o'clock. We'll play that for you too. But speaking of venues and people, well, there's no SCNZ without you two carrying on there in Auckland. So I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. There'll be plenty of social clips coming through on the SCNZ Instagram page. But we're talking venues. A couple of messages. Messages coming through, lads. I'll read a couple before we shoot off and we'll get back to this as well because I've got a couple of names to rattle off. Boxing, Muhammad Ali, Madison Square Garden. That is yeah. from Tim. Yeah. Oh. yeah a, that's a great one. That's a you great one. You, Another one here from... I was going to say, can be you said MGM Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, MGM uh, Mike Tyson. I was over there for the De La Hoya um, Hopkins fight many, many moons ago and uh, Tyson walked in, mate. The place stopped. The the place absolutely was just like whoa oh. there, there he is um, so that's when I think of boxing I think Mike Tyson MGM mm. yeah that's that's a good one you got to go to that that would have been outstanding just one more before we shoot off from Brendan Soccer Winton Roofer Netball Sandra Edge that is from Brendan and Pat Cash nineteen eighty seven Wimbledon I was living in Australia for a few months the place went crazy the headband the tan Aussie bloke in London hot seat. It was a time and place moment. That is from Kimberly. Keep them coming through. We'll shoot off. We've got some headlines coming up with Samuel Jackson. And then we've got plenty to get into as well. I've got a couple of names that I love to rattle off. But keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three, Tepper Bedpost text machine. Here's Aroha with the news for Cubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.